restoration in their minds tonight. Hallelujah. It can happen right here on the corner of 7th and I on Wednesday night. <clears throat> Genesis chapter number 26. Uh, I understand the assignment tonight. I won't keep you any longer than what God, amen, is, has put in my, in my spirit for you. But I want to encourage you tonight. I talked to Elder Narayan today and thank you for standing. And he said, what is your purpose for preaching tonight? And I said, well, my purpose is to do the will of the Lord. He said, no, but what is your purpose? Why are you preaching tonight? And I said, well, I want to strengthen the church. I want to edify the church. I want to challenge the church. And I want to love the church. Amen. And so that's the purpose for the word tonight, that you be strengthened and encouraged in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter number 26, and we're going to read a couple of verses here. And it says, And there was a famine in the land beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went unto Abimelech, king of the Philistines, unto Gerar. And the Lord appeared unto him and said, Go not down into Egypt, but dwell in the land which I shall tell you of. Sojourn in this land and I will be with you and I will bless you and unto thy seed will I give all these countries and I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham your father and I will make your seed to multiply as the stars of heaven and I will give unto your seed all of these countries and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because that Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. Verse number six, and it says, and Isaac dwelt in Gerar. Verse number 15, for all the wells which his father's servants had digged in the days of Abraham, his father, the Philistines had stopped them and filled them with earth. Church, how many know tonight, I don't care what the devil does to you. When God says that you are blessed, you are blessed. Hallelujah. Amen. He can try to hinder, but he cannot stop. Amen. What God is doing and the Philistines had stopped them up and filled them with earth verse 18 and Isaac digged again the wells of water which they had digged in the days of Abraham his father for the Philistines had stopped them up after the death of Abraham and he called their names after the names by which his father had called them we're almost there and Isaac's servants digged in the valley and found there a well of springing water and the herdmen of Gerar did strive with Isaac's herdmen, saying, The water is ours. And he called the name of that well Essek, because they strove with him. And they digged another well and strove for that one also. And he called the name of that well Sitna. And he removed from there and digged another well. Somebody say, He digged again. For there they strove not, and he called the name of that well Rehoboth. And he said, For now the Lord hath made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. Last verse, and he built an altar there, and called upon the name of the Lord, and pitched his tent there, and there Isaac's servants digged a well. Can you help me pray, God? 
we need you tonight, Father. God, we are here, not of out of our fullness, God, but we are here out of our emptiness. We are here tonight because we need to hear from you. We are here tonight because we understand that in the presence of the Lord, there is safety and that there is peace and there is joy and there is healing. God, that's why we're there. That's why we're here. And God, we pray tonight that you bless the word in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. I want to preach for you just for a moment. There's water in the well. There's water in the well. Hallelujah. Amen. Genesis chapter number 26 highlights the character of Isaac. Isaac is a prominent man. He's a man of influence. He's a man of purpose. But Isaac is also of the utmost importance in the grand scheme of God's providential promise. That's important, church. Remember that. We're going to come back to it. Abraham is Isaac's father. But not only is he Isaac's father, but Abraham is also the father of the faith. Somebody say the father of the faith. He's considered the father of the faith because Abraham demonstrates faith when faith was not popular. Bless the name of the Lord. He is considered the father of the faith. God has spoken to Abraham and gave him and Sarah the promise of a son. Isn't it exciting when God speaks into your life and when God says, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. We get excited about it. Hallelujah. Anybody got a promise? Amen. So he had a promise from the Lord. But now God is requiring a hard thing of Abraham. God is asking him to sacrifice that very son. But Abraham remembers the promise that God had given him. Sir, church, it is no wonder to me that, that Abraham is able to take Isaac by the hand and march him up Mount Moriah because Abraham remembered the promise of the Lord. He's not sure of how it's going to turn out. He's not entirely comfortable with the request that God has given him, but he knows beyond the shadow of a doubt that if God is really who he says he is, then he is a covenant keeper. He trusts God. See, church, it is, it is, under, it is it's important that you are able to understand, amen, the goodness of God's character. Amen. You have to learn how to see God, amen, through the eyes of his goodness because there is and there will always be a reason behind what God does. There's always a reason. God is the kind of God that will allow you to go hungry just so that he can feed you. He'll allow you to experience lack so that you will know beyond the shadow of a doubt that he is your provider. He'll allow you to feel pain, amen, to transform you into the vessel that he needs you to be. He'll allow sleepless nights so that you can experience the awesomeness of the joy that comes in the morning. And joy does come in the morning. I know it might be bleak right now. I know it may be dark right now. You cannot see where you're going. But I came to let you know tonight that joy is always going to come in the morning. In the morning. Amen. Somebody say he's working it out. And God is working it out. 
Church, God is not just figuring things out as he goes, but his manifold wisdom is operating things and it's moving things around and he's binding things and he's shaping things and he's tearing things down in your life. But the thing that I love about God that what he tears down, he's always going to build it back up. Oh, y'all need to get excited about that. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that what you are experiencing right now, amen, is not the end result of where God is going to take you to. I'm telling you right now that even though it's nighttime in your life, that is not where God has your destination to be. Bless the name of the Lord. So he allows, amen, these kinds of things to happen in our life for the perfecting of the saints and for the work of the ministry and for the edifying of the body of Christ. Church, I am convinced. I, 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 I've been doing an observation in, in my own life and just in the church abroad. Now, when I say the church, I meant just talking about church but I'm talking about the church the ecclesia the called the church worldwide I believe that there is a deficit of discernment in the church in the body of Christ we're so emotionally charged we're so so focused on the emotions of coming to church until we're not discerning what God is really trying to do hallelujah we're not able to see it we're not able to hear it. And when that happens, you misinterpret what you are walking through. You misunderstand what God is trying to accomplish in your life because you have not discerned what God is doing. Amen. Hallelujah. But he's working it out. He's working it out. He's trying to get you to go deeper. The thing that you are dealing with right now, that issue that you are dealing with right now, that trouble time that you are dealing with right now, that sadness that you are dealing with right now, that struggle that you are dealing with right now, that discouragement that you are dealing with right now, is really God trying to use those things to pull you deeper into relationship. But we get so focused that devil, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I have a flat tire, devil, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I run out of gas, devil, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And you know what? The devil is busy and he's responsible for a lot of things. But sometimes God is saying it is me that is trying to work in your life. God is saying sometimes it is my will that you walk through this. Sometimes God is saying that it is I. It's me. It's me. Amen. We got to be ready. Amen. For what God is trying to do. Amen. But we're so focused on the problems and we're so concerned with the outcome that we completely miss the opportunity. And if you are not careful, amen, you begin to develop a wilderness mentality. What is a wilderness mentality? Just like the children of Israel, I'm walking around in circles, going through the same thing that I've been going through for years, dealing with the same issues that I've been dealing with for years, not able to accomplish what I need to accomplish for years. It's a wilderness mentality. Hallelujah. Trying to fix the problem based on our own strength. Amen. Trying to fix the problem under our own ability. And when you do that, you miss what God is doing. Hallelujah. 
Amen. So God uses pain, amen, to push you into your purpose. Amen. He uses the cross, amen, to, to provide you with the crown. He said, if any man, amen, that's not, amen, man, it's man or woman, amen, if you want to be my disciple, he says that you got to pick up your cross, amen, deny yourself and follow me, somebody say daily. He says daily. Amen. So God uses, amen, our pain, amen, to push us into our purpose. He uses our cross, amen, to get us to the next thing. He uses that tough place, that rough place, amen, to get us, amen, to the next move of God. Y'all remember what happened in Acts chapter number 8? Acts chapter 8. The Bible says in Acts chapter number 8, and the Bible says that at that time, there was a great persecution that come, had come against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad, amen, throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except for the apostles. Now, you got to understand this. Simon had come against the city. Amen. Stephen had been stoned and killed. Amen. And because of there was persecution, the Bible says they that were scattered, amen, went everywhere preaching the word of the Lord. Church, I need y'all to help me preach tonight. That's good right there. Amen. The church was under persecution, Brother Vinny. Amen. The people of God were experiencing things that they didn't quite understand. And God used those things that the devil meant for your harm. Amen. God turned them around. Amen. And he used it, amen, for the good of the church. Hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord. Amen. So, amen, God, amen, used pain. Amen. To increase the gospel. Revival was ensuing because of persecution. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to preach encouragement, amen, into somebody's life tonight. Amen. You feel like you're at your wit's end. Amen. You think that you're between a rock and a hard place. And yes, you may be, but that's just where God wants you to be. God does his best work in the valley. He does his best work in troubled times. He does his dark places. He does his best work when you're discouraged. God can turn it around. Hallelujah. You're right where, amen, you need to be. Bless the name of the Lord. Stand still, church, and let God work. Amen. Be still and let him work. You may not know where your provision is coming from. Amen. You may not know where your next meal is coming from. You may not know when your happy days are going to start. But stand still and let God work. Let him work. Come on, somebody help me praise God tonight. He works. He works. Amen. He works. Bless the name of the Lord. So Abraham... Abraham obeys God when obedience wasn't really a thing. <laughs> Abraham remembered what God had said some 10 chapters earlier. See, many of us tend to get spiritual amnesia. 
God will bring us through one thing, and when we come out of it, we rejoice, but the next moment, we forget about what God has already done. And when we get to that place, we, we freak out, God, what am I going to do this time? God, how am I going to fix it this time? And God is saying, be still. Be still and watch, my, watch me work. Be still and watch my salvation. Be still and let my will. Hallelujah. So we tend to forget about what God has already done. We tend to forget about the doors that he has already opened, the ways that he has already made. But Abraham believed the promise of the Lord. And he took God at face value. And then God spoke and Abraham believed what God said. And the Bible says, because he believed and obeyed. Somebody say believed. Come on, say it again. Believed. Because he believed and he obeyed, the Bible says that it was accounted unto Abraham as righteousness. Oh, God. See, some of y'all think you should be doing these big, magnificent works in order to get God's attention. That you should be fasting for 40 and 60 days to get God's attention. I don't suggest you do that unless God calls you on that fast because the human body can only lift 43 days without food. But <laughs> if God, and that's another story that Jesus fasted for 40 days in the wilderness. Can y'all know how powerful that is? He was on the brink of death, but because he was life and he had life more abundantly, and then death could not take him, because you have life and because you have life more abundantly, I don't care. And then what the devil has said, I don't care about the purpose that the devil has put on your life. I don't care. And then what your enemies say, I don't care what the the doctor says if God said it then I believe it that's the name of the Lord is anybody in here tonight waiting on a promise amen is anybody in here waiting on an answered prayer is anybody in this house tonight believing, amen, God, for anything? Amen, you may be standing on the banks of the shore, amen, waiting for your promise. I came to let you know tonight that your ship is about to come in. Amen, see what God, amen, promises you something. When Jehovah Jireh says, I'm going to perform it, amen, all you have to do is be still, amen, and wait on it. You don't have to spend your energy running around asking this folk Jeremiah what did God say for me and then what, what, what did God do where, 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 where is God at no you stand on the promises of God and I don't care how long it takes I'm going to stand on the promise of God let me tell you church let me tell you something about a promise we all love a good promise. Amen. We all love a good word from the Lord. Amen. We all love, amen, a positive prophetic word. Amen. But there's something about a promise that I want you to understand. There will always be a waiting period. Amen. There will always be a span of time.
time from the moment when God speaks and then to when the promise is performed. It's not delay, nor it is, de de is it denial, but it is a time of preparation. It's a time of getting ready. Y'all don't hear what I'm trying to say to you. If you have not received it yet, it's either you're not ready for it or it is not time for it. Church, your times and your seasons are in the hands of the Lord. Amen. My time in the hands of the Lord. Amen. Your enemy has to get permission from your God. Amen. To affect you. Amen. To do something in your life. See, he can play games with our mind, making us think that he's in control. But God said that I, I have all power in my hands. Ooh. Amen. Hallelujah. Church, Amen. What God is about to do in your life, I need y'all to help me to preach right here because this is good. Amen. What God is about to do in your life, amen, in your ministry, on your job, in your family, in your marriage, in your health, is so much greater, amen, than you can even think. God said that I will do exceedingly and abundantly all that you can ask or think. Woo, come on church. Amen. He said, I'm going to surpass, Jeremiah, what you're praying for. I'm going to give you double for your trouble. I'm going to give you more than you expected. You can sit there if you want to and not believe it, but I take it, amen, for my life. Amen. I believe, amen, the word of the Lord. Woo. <laughs> hey. Hallelujah. Amen. Church, shout prepare. Come on, say it again. Prepare. Come on, shout it with me. Prepare. Amen. What God, amen, is about to do in your life, he needs you to prepare. Amen. You ought to shake your neighbor's hand, amen, and let them know, amen, that God, amen, has greater things in store for you. Amen. What God is about to do, amen, is bigger, amen, than your circumstance. He's greater, amen, than the need. He's about to turn it around. He's going to turn it around. He's going to turn it. What else do you need, church? God is going to turn it around. Woo! <laughs> Somebody ought to give God praise right there. He's going to turn it around. Turn it around for your good. Amen. Turn it around for your family's good. Turn it around on your job. Turn it around in the office. Turn it around in the money. Turn it around in your possessions. Turn it around in your children. Turn it around in your marriage. God is going to turn it around. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. Yes. We've experienced some good days. 
And yes, we've experienced revival. And yes, we have experienced tough times. And yes, we have experienced sadness. But I came to let you know tonight that the favor of God has rest upon this congregation. And if you can tap into what God is trying to do, amen, in this house, I guarantee you that this time next year, you won't recognize your life. You won't recognize this congregation. You won't recognize what God is doing. You won't recognize it. Prepare, prepare, prepare. Amen, prepare. Look at your neighbor and say, prepare. We're talking about there's a well. There's water in the well. We're almost there. We're almost there. I love the parable of the wineskins. <laughs> Jesus says in Luke chapter 5, in verse 37, he says that no man puts new wine into old bottles, else the new wine will burst the bottle and be spilled. And the bottles will perish. But new wine must be put into new bottles. And both are preserved. And then what am I trying to say? What am I talking about? I'm trying to tell you that you cannot go into this next thing. And then with the same mentality. You can't go with the same perspective. That same attitude. Those same inconsistencies. But there must be some adjustments made in our lives. Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. We cannot enter into this season with business as usual. We cannot go to the next level until we are ready to get there. I know what it looks like, but we believe God. I know what it feels like, but we believe God. I know what we've experienced, but we believe God. I will trust in the Lord. Bless the name of God. Some trust in horses and some trust in chariots, but I will trust in the name of the Lord. Hey, his name is a strong tower. The Bible says that the righteous, we can run into the name and we are safe. Hey, 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 hey. Woo. That's the name of Jesus. Amen. We must, we must trust him. Oh God. We must trust him. Trusting God blesses the heart of God. We have another eight minutes. Blesses the heart of God. Amen. And I don't know about you. Amen. Abraham trusted God and, and God considered him a friend. I want to be a friend of God, Sister Nancy. Amen. I want to be in his presence. Amen. I want to walk with him and I want to talk with him. Amen. I want to be, amen, in his favor. I want his blessings on my life. I want his protection on my life. That doesn't come, amen, by happen chance. You have to trust and obey. You want those things, you gotta trust, amen, and obey. All right, here we go. So, Isaac, let's talk about Isaac just for a moment. We're coming, amen. I'm like Brother Morgan, I can see the runway. <laughs> 
but I promise you, we're going to land. <laughs> Love Brother Morgan. If he ever sees this, God bless you, sir. <laughs> Amen. Let's talk about Isaac. Amen. And then we're going to get to the well. Amen. The context, amen, of our preaching. Isaac is the child of promise. Is there anybody in here, amen, that have been chosen by God? Amen. Anybody in here, amen, right now, amen, feel like that God, amen, has a calling on your life? Amen. You are chosen, church. Amen. Chosen to succeed. In the midst of your pain, you're chosen. Amen. Right in the middle of your dysfunction, amen, you are chosen. God does not repent on the purpose that he has for your your life. Hallelujah. All right, Isaac is the child of promise. Church, you got to grasp this. You got you got to get this because Abraham has eight sons. Eight sons. But God in his sovereignty singles Isaac out. <laughs> Oh, I know some of you in here right now, and you feel like you are number, amen, in a sea of many. Amen. You feel like, amen, that you're blending in and God don't see you. Amen. You feel like God don't see you, that God don't see your efforts. I came to let you know that the devil is a liar. Amen. He is aware, amen, of where you are. He is aware of what you are doing. He's aware of the tears that you're crying. He's aware of your fear at night. Amen. God is aware. He's aware. So God singles him out to be the heir. Amen. Of the covenant promise. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Church, there's a blessing with your name on it. Amen. There is a promise with your name on it. That hallelujah, church. This is not hype. I'm not just trying to hype you up, but I'm trying to encourage you in the Lord because their voices in your head has been telling you that you're not going to make it, it's been telling you that you've messed up too much, it's been telling you that God, amen, yet cannot do what you are believing God to do, but God is going to do it. Look at your neighbor and tell him God is going to do it, amen, Isaac. Five minutes. Isaac is, amen, been preordained or foreordained for this moment. He understands the assignment. Hallelujah. He's a recipient of the promise. See, you have to know that you know that you know. Amen. Because, amen, time is going to go by. Amen. And doubt and fear, amen, are going to pop up their ugly heads. And if you are not sure, amen, what God has said to you, amen, you cannot walk in the authority, amen, of the promise. But I want to let you know tonight, amen, that you do have the authority. The apostle Paul says this in Galatians chapter number 3, verse 13. I got to move quickly. It says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written that cursed is everyone that is hanging or that hangs on a tree. Verse 14, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit, amen, through faith. Genesis chapter 26 verse 18 says this, and Isaac 
digged again the wells which they had digged in the days of Abraham. Church, you see these elders sitting in, in here right now? Amen. They have not been sidelined. They have not been retired. But they are monuments. Amen. Of wells that this church have dug. Wells of prayer. Wells of faithfulness. Wells of trying times. Amen. Praise God for our elders. Thank you, Elder Orion. Thank you, Elder Powell. Thank you, Elder Evans. Thank you, Elder Bispo. Ooh. Hallelujah. Amen. Water. I'm telling you, I'm coming in for the landing right now. Water represents resource. So we talked about the child of promise. We talked about the well that contains the water. Now let me tell you about the water. Water represents resources. Water represents prosperity and wealth. But it also represents the presence of almighty God. God. Water is a type and shadow of the Holy Ghost. It is the manifested presence of God. It is the Shekinah glory. That word Shekinah, I love that word. It is the first mentioned or it is first encountered in the rabbinic literature. The Semitic root from which Shekinah is derived are the letters S-K-N, which means to settle or to dwell or to inhabit. That verb form of the word Shekinah refers to the dwelling of God. So Isaac understood that what he needed from the well was the Lord God himself. It was God providing. It was God serving. It was God giving. Oh, come on church. Come on. Come on. We're coming to a close. Amen. Give me four minutes. But Isaac understood that he had to work, amen, for the water. It would not come without a price. Labor would be involved. Work would be involved. Sweat and tears would be involved. Prayer would be involved. Faithfulness and consistency, amen, would be involved. Church, what we need is in the well. What you need tonight is in the well. Somebody say there is water in the well. Come on, say it again. There is water in the well. Let me show you how important the water was. The Bible says that the first well that Isaac dug, amen, the Philistines came against him. They strove with him, amen, for the water that was in the well. And Isaac named that well Essek. It means to strive. Many of us would have given up right there. Any kind of opposition would have said, well, that's not God's will. Well, that's not what God has for me. Well, you know what? I don't really think it's really all that. But if God has given you a promise, church, you got to fight for it. You got to contend for the things of the faith. You got to contend for your joy. You got to contend for your peace. You got to contend for your faith. You got to contend for your children you gotta contend for your families you gotta contend oh god hallelujah amen church you have a birthright you have a coveted promise and you have to fight amen for what is yours somebody say isaac digged again i promise you this is it three more minutes 
Amen. <laughs> Isaac digged again. In that second well that Isaac digged, amen, the Bible says that the Philistines, amen, came against him again. <laughs> oh, bless the name of the Lord. You need to tell yourself, I don't care how many times I got to come to the throne of grace. Amen. I'm going to come. It's the only place that I can go. I have no other resource. I have no other plan. But except for that which is already set before me. The enemy was hostile. That third well. That third well. Amen. The Bible says that that third well, Isaac named that well Rehoboth because he struck water and this time when he struck water the enemy said you know what we're tired of dealing with you you're too persistent church let me tell you right now the devil amen will look at your prayer life and he'll take a temperature of your consistency he'll look at your reading time he'll take a, a temperature of your consistency and pretty soon he'll say you know what I can't do anything with this one this one is too blessed this one is too anointed this one all right all right all right know you're ready to go home. Amen. Stand with me. Stand with me. Amen. Up, I want to testify to you as we are entering into our altar time for, amen, until about 30 days ago, amen, for almost three months straight, I was going through a hard trial. I was dealing with temptation in my flesh. I was having filthy dreams at night. I would call Elder Narayan and I would say, Elder, I need you to pray for me. I don't, I don't know what's going on. I, I, I don't feel like praying. I don't feel like reading. I don't even feel like really coming to church. I'm not going to backslide, but I just don't feel like doing these things. And I felt like God speak a word into my heart. And he said, Dana, there is water in the well. If you would just take a moment, church, amen, and redig the wells, amen, that have been stopped up with earth and dirt, I promise you, your need, amen, is greater than the struggle. I promise you. I promise you. Put this verse on the screen. Amen. I am two minutes over. I don't like that because I like to be obedient when pastor gives me instructions but he says this in verse number 27 26 and 27 and this is what God wants you to know and Isaac said unto them why have you come to me since you hate me and have sent me away from you talking about the Philistines verse number 28 but they said <laughs> but they said we have certainly seen that the Lord is with you. And we said, let there now be an oath between us and between you. And let us make a covenant with you because we know that your God is with you. <laughs> oh, bless the name of the Lord. church you are covered and I know tonight some of you in here right now are feeling weary 
Amen. In your spirit, some of you are feeling like, I don't know what to do next. I don't know how to think. I don't know if I can believe anymore. Some of you in here right now are, are feeling like that, 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 that you, you've messed up too much. Some of you in here right now are feeling like, amen, that God, is God really even real? Amen, did he really say, amen, what he said? But I want to let you know tonight that there is water in the well. There is water, amen, in the well. Amen, what you need tonight, amen, it is in the well. And the Bible says that we have this treasure, amen, in our earthen vessels, that the excellency may be of Christ and not of us. Amen. So tonight, if you need an injection of faith, tonight, if you need a touch from the Lord, amen, these altars, amen, are open. Amen, there's nothing to be ashamed about. Amen, we all walk through seasons. That's the beauty of a season. That the season has a beginning and it has an ending. Amen, and I want to invite you down to the, to the altar tonight, amen, to pray. Amen, to lay hands on one another. Amen, to encourage one another. Amen, because there is well, amen, in the water. Bless the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for our congregation tonight. We pray for encouragement over them. We pray, God, for strength over them. God, you are our strength. God, you are, amen, the sustenance that we need. God, we know that you, God, you are the way. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.